0: Welcome back to the Narrative, a podcast where we unravel the intricacies of women's mental health in India.
1: We're so excited for this episode because it marks the beginning of the menstruation and mental health campaign by Matra. Menstruation in India is still considered to be a conversation that is treated with a lot of taboo and stigma. In such a scenario, we've realized how socio-cultural aspects, biological, and psychological factors can strongly influence.
0: Hence, through this campaign we are actually trying to spark some dialogue around menstruation and its impact on mental health from a biopsychosocial perspective starting from today, the 15th of August to the 30th of August. We in fact have more than 20 organisations and individuals from across the world to share this platform with us in order to look at the impact of menstruation on mental health from a very holistic and comprehensive perspective.
1: We have a lot going on actually. We are going to be exploring a wide range of topics through our campaign. Uh, starting from anarchy, menopause, menstrual, endocrine and reproductive disorders, trans menstruators and their experiences, neurodivergent menstruators, the social aspects of menstruation and so much more. We'll have a lot of interesting and informative content, Instagram lives with distinguished guests, we'll even be talking to people with lived experiences. And wait for it, we have a special edition 3 part podcast series coming out as a part of the campaign. And of course, we have a flagship event an exclusive panel titled PCOS, a biopsychosocial perspective, with some honestly very, very cool panelists. We're so excited for this long-awaited project of ours to take off, and we can't wait for you to join us.
0: Okay, so to kickstart this amazing collaboration, we're going to have a conversation on Menarche and its impact on mental health today. Oh, and of course, before we forget, I'm Shweta and I have with me Preeti, and we're going to be your hosts at The narrative
1: Menarche as most of us know refers to the first menstrual cycle, the first time that an individual experiences their period. This time, the period is often laden with various factors that are biological, social and psychological in nature and it becomes very very integral to address each one of them in a systematic and holistic manner
0: and Shweta why do you think that that's the case? Um. Yeah actually I think it's pretty interesting to have this conversation right because Young menstruators actually uh, experience a lot of biological and hormonal changes and this can influence the manner in which they interact both with themselves and with those around them. This can culminate uh, in a lot of psychological concerns and also actually lead to a lot of important changes in identity and social roles. Menarche is also often marked with multiple cultural practices which again can differentially impact menstruators of different ages. Further complicating this dialogue is the influence that the timing and age of menarche has on an individual, right? So, we're going to unpack each one of these factors and we're going to try and understand how they can impact mental health through this episode.
1: And to help us understand mental health during this critical period of menarche, we're joined by a distinguished professional, Dr. Madhuri H.N. Dr. Madhuri has an MD in psychiatry from the National Institute of Mental Health and Neurosciences, Nimhans, Bangalore. She has experience working in perinatal psychiatry during her junior residency and also completed a postdoctoral fellowship in women's mental health at Nimhan's. Dr. Madhuri was also involved in providing clinical care in the community for women at Nimhan's Centre for Wellbeing. She has several publications in Scopus indexed international journals along with textbook publications and has presented several papers and cases at esteemed events and venues. Her long list of illustrious awards includes an honourable mention in recognition of her extraordinary work with women patients providing mental health treatment by the Association of Women Psychiatrists International Fellowship in 2019.
0: Thank you so much ma'am for being with us today for today's episode. We are really looking forward to it.
2: Uh, Thank you for the invitation and thank you for this uh, opportunity. It's a pleasure to speak about this uh, very uh, sensitive issue, menarche and mental health. I think this topic is like really uh, not frequently spoken about and uh, it's considered a major uh, major taboo in our uh, country.
0: So to start off, um, I think one of the questions that we want to ask you first is definitely what is the typical mental state that, uh, you know, can be expected at Menarche? So uh, what are the common thoughts and emotions that uh, young menstruators might be going through through this period of Menarche?
2: Uh, Menarche is the occurrence of uh, menstruation. It is a sudden and conspicuous event. It's a major landmark of uh, puberty for a girl. And it's a very, very memorable event for a young girl. It actually symbolizes the end of childhood and the start of adolescence. So there is a huge uh, transition uh, period. Uh, The puberty itself occurs in three stages in uh, girls. That is the telarch, pubarch and the menarche. Telarch is the development of the breast, which takes place first. Next is the pubic, that is the development of the pubic hair. And the menarche is the occurrence of the menstrual uh, cycle. Uh, this is a very sensitive period. And uh, there are a lot of changes which happens. Uh, one is uh, physically, biologically. There are a lot of uh, variations in the hormones, And uh, definitely uh, emotionally, there are a lot of uh, changes. So the major hormone which play a major role is uh, the estrogen, the progesterone, and the androgens. Uh, coming to the mental state, the specific question of the mental state, uh, how uh, they explain is uh, there is a storm of emotions. Uh, the sentence itself is very strong. There is a storm of emotions. So young girl can experience a variety of emotions ranging from uh, irritability to sadness. There can be uh, mild irritability. There can be extreme irritability. There can be mood swings. Uh, just in a few minutes, it can uh, range again from irritability, sadness to uh, uh, depression, anxiety, etc. And other uh, mental health uh, state which they explain is uh, one is uh, feeling overly uh, sensitive. They might be very particular about the physical appearance because there are a lot of changes which uh, take place. Again, they may feel depressed. They might be looking for an identity as we spoke about the transition phase from the childhood to adolescence. They might be feeling very uncertain at that point of time. They can have various uh, conflicting uh, thoughts. There can be self-esteem issues. There can be uh, issues for the first, uh, there can be confidence issues for the first time. Uh, That is about the mental state uh, at the time of Menarche, which applies to the later menstrual cycles as well. What we explain it as the, the premenstrual symptoms. Again, it ranges from affective liability, irritability, depressed mood, anxiety, uh, feelings of keyed up, reduced concentration, lethargy. There can be changes in appetite, sleep, uh, sense of feeling overwhelmed. So these are the certain emotions and thoughts which they describe in uh, literature.
1: Okay, that was a very insightful uh, answer, ma'am. Uh, but Uh, what we just spoke about was about the typical mental health concerns that we can uh, expect during uh, uh, menarche. But then we also wanted to know about the mental health concerns that may arise during this time. Could you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I was uh, speaking about uh, the emotions and the thoughts which a young girl uh, undergoes during this uh, period of menarche. Uh, coming to the mental health concerns what uh, i have gone through the literature as uh, one is uh, the anxiety issues there can be various uh, anxiety disorders which can be uh, manifesting uh, there can be a depressive disorders there can be uh, i mean increased sexual behavior there can be uh, i mean just uh, there can be shame there can be lack of knowledge about this menarche itself
1: okay ma'am okay and uh like taking that conversation forward what role do you think that the child's uh school environment and interactions have to uh, in sort of mediating these mental health concerns that may arise during this time
2: i think uh, the school environment in which the child goes plays a huge uh, role uh i mean looking up uh, these emotions uh, supporting the young girl uh etc uh One which we, I mean, uh, almost what I have read up is almost uh, 20% of the girls uh, just drop out of the school during this period once they start uh, menstruating. And 20% is a huge number, 20 to 30% is a huge uh, number. So so one of the important things is uh, the school absenteeism, again, that is the drop out of the school and uh, how the school environment can help in this uh, mental health aspect. And about this, uh, when they when a girl attain menarche, is one is uh, they need to have a very supportive uh, environment. One important thing, what actually the school uh, the schools can think about is maintaining a whole school approach to puberty education in the curriculum, uh, just including in the curriculum in in uh, speaking about the puberty training and support for the staff and training for the teachers as well how they should actually go about training the students, uh, training the young girls. uh, Telling about this menstruation is also a very sensitive issue. So I think even the teachers might have to undergo a certain amount of training to explain it to the uh, students. Then how they can help in modeling secure attachments, uh, trusting relationships, because this is the period when a girl uh, kind of uh, moves away to look for other relationships as well apart from the parents, apart from the siblings, apart from the relatives. So they look for new relationships, that is friends and uh, uh, other people. So to be supportive of these uh, trusting relationships, to facilitate a healthy adolescent experience and other uh, social connections, promoting certain healthy uh, lifestyles. And having uh, in the school, having a designated senior member of staff to communicate and coordinate these uh, mental health needs might be very uh, helpful. And another important thing is uh, provision of appropriate safe space and personal for young people to access if needed. So what the WHO and the UNICEF have has come about is uh, something called WASH. The full form is water, sanitation and adequate hygiene measures. I think that is one of the major concerns for young girls where there are no proper uh, toilets, where there are no proper uh, uh, sanitary pads. So they, where they don't have enough knowledge to access it or if they have or uh, where they cannot just access it.
1: Absolutely agree with you, ma'am. Especially what you said about the whole school approach. I think that makes that's very, very relevant. And it sort of tells us that uh, the whole issue of menstruation or, or rather the dialogue about menstruation needs to be a lot more systemic and comprehensive than it currently is. So thank you for bringing that up. But um, I wanted to also ask about, uh, about how body image is impacted during this period of menarche, right? Because body image is something that can be a concern throughout the lifespan. And menarche particularly, or puberty rather, is a time when um, young children go through many physical changes in their bodies, right? So how do, how do these changes and how does this time period of menarche impact the uh, young child's uh, body image?
2: That's a very uh, relevant uh, question uh, as I was uh, discussing about how there are a lot of changes uh, one is the, the psychological changes, the biological changes and the physical changes so uh, there is enormous amount of physical change which happens in a young girl there is I mean it is quite a sudden change uh, that is there is uh, deposition of body fat, there is hip widening, there is development of uh, breast and the uh, pubic hair, and the transition itself from the childhood uh, to where the there is a period of innocence during this childhood and just transitioning between this childhood and adolescence, it's a huge uh, it's a huge thing for a young girl. And uh, when these physical changes happen, and even the psychological changes happen, it's even more a big uh, thing. So coming to these physical changes and how it is related to this uh, body image, it, uh, it definitely has a huge impact on the young girl. So uh, coming to this body image, it's a, a broad terminology. So what we uh, speak is about the body dissatisfaction. So young girl uh, might face certain body dis- dissatisfaction issues. It might be specific to a body part or it might be holistic to a body. Uh, there is actually drive for thinness. There is desire to reduce the body fat. Again, it, it's not like with all the girls. It uh, It depends on various factors. There can be peer pressure, there can be media pressure, there can be various other things which play a role in a young girl. There is intense change uh, in the body image, that is, the cognitive and the emotional perception to one's uh, body. Uh, And teenagers face significant pressure to meet uh, strict, unrealistic and harmful uh, ideals. And there is a quest for this perfect body. Again, uh, uh, media plays a huge role uh, with this perfect body where uh, the actress and the heroines uh, show the perfect body. And I think there's a strong drive to uh, attain that perfect body. So there can be various changes and it actually takes a heavy toll on a teenager's confidence, both uh, physically and uh, mentally.
0: That was actually pretty interesting. I think uh, it's very important to look into uh, all of these concerns that someone might experience, right? So you brought up uh, themes of uh, depression, anxiety, and even right now image uh, concerns associated with body image. But something that I was very interested to know about is also, how do you think uh, menarche can actually have a positive impact on a menstruator?
2: Yeah, we, uh, we were speaking about a lot of, uh, not exactly negative, but a lot of other uh, mental health concerns. A positive impact is uh, where a girl is entering into her womanhood, where she is able to reproduce uh there can be a good amount of confidence in some girls there can be increased uh, self-esteem and where a girl uh, attains her sexual maturity so it's a huge thing in her life i think these are the positive uh, imp- positive things that mental health bears on uh, menarche.
0: and you have also mentioned uh, the theme of identity right multiple times so um, does it have a specific impact when it comes to how identity is formed when it comes to this stage of attaining menarchy?
2: Yeah, identity formation, I think that is uh, like a key developmental task of uh, adolescence. Uh, as we were discussing, uh, during adolescence, a child grows physically, cognitively, and emotionally. And what happens during this phase is uh, there is more advanced patterns of reasoning, there is stronger sense of self. And developmental attachments, other than family, that's what we were discussing. Other than family, they look for other attachment figures. It can be friends, it can be their uh, uh, like a partner, or m- many other uh, things. Uh, what, particularly in the Western society, I think there is need to forge a new independence, which is quite uh, critical, which is not so much in India. But again, there is a lot of urbanization, there is a lot of westernization, which is happening in uh, India. And this can be very stressful for uh, many people because as it involves lot of emotions, uh, need to develop social relationships, there is increased uh, res- sense of responsibility and where they have to actually grow independent. Uh, the main themes which actually ha- uh, which takes place in this uh, period, in this transition period is being accepted and left behind. So they are kind of stuck between these two themes of uh, being accepted or uh, left behind so how they describe uh, is uh, how young girls describe is, it can be a little exciting little upsetting little surprising
1: yes ma'am absolutely agree with you there um, but taking that forward i wanted to talk about how the entire um, phenomena of menstruation and menarche specifically is very much embedded in the cultural socio cultural context right of the of the menstruator So, um, especially in the Indian context, which is where we are located, we have many cultural practices which are directly associated with uh, menarche. I mean, people have uh, different types of celebrations, functions, and seeking blessings from, uh, you know, the elders and so on when a girl attains menarche. So, uh, what I wanted to ask is, how do these different cultural practices relate to mental health?
2: there are a lot of myths uh, uh, related to this uh, menstruation i think in india the mere mention of this topic of uh, menstruation periods is itself a taboo and uh, most of them deal with a lot of secrecy when it comes to this and uh, many cultures uh, many cultures which we have come across uh, they considered attaining menarche is itself dirty it's impure So uh, when a girl attains menarche, she is uh, made to sit. She's kind of isolated in a different room uh, with just bare minimum uh, things in that room. And uh, I'm not sure. It depends on each culture where she's isolated for uh, one week or uh, two weeks, where she is not allowed to take bath every day, where uh, she has her own set of uh, items just in that uh, room, where food is provided in that room. And after one or two weeks, there is a huge uh, celebration where she's made to dress up and wear a lot of jewelry, etc. where uh, many people are invited. But uh, uh, the concerning thing is that no one speaks about her mental health issues. No one speaks about her physical issues. So the celebrations and all these things just happen. And uh, she is not allowed to enter the puja room. She is not allowed to enter the kitchen where uh, they think is uh, when she touches, it becomes impure. Things become dirty. And there are a lot of dietary restrictions which they follow as well where they are not use, supposed to use curds, uh, tamarinds, pickles, uh, etc. Uh, so I think there are a lot of cultural practices uh, which still happen even uh, till date. and But hardly speak about the mental health issues during uh, that time.
0: That's actually very uh, interesting. So um, we were also wondering how, uh, you know, like till now we've spoken about menarche at a particular age, but um, there's also situations where uh, an individual might experience menarche either a little earlier or a little later. So how do you think this can actually impact their mental health?
2: Uh, so uh, discussing about this early menarche and late menarche the usual age range for menarche is uh, what they describe in literature is uh, 10 to 16 years so earlier to 10 years and after uh, 16 years is usually considered uh early and late menarche uh, this early menarche and late menarche has again a huge uh, mental health uh, impact so what i have come across in the literature about early menarche is uh, there is increased uh, incidence of uh, depressive disorders. There can be eating disorders. There can be uh, substance abuse. There can be anxiety issues. There can be various other uh, psychosomatic symptoms. There can be uh, risky sexual behavior. There can be poorer educational level in adolescent girls. And they start comparing with the uh, peers. That is one another important thing. And they, again, uh, we have been speaking about these confidence and self-esteem issues, which again, uh, has a, a thing in during the early uh, menarche and for this early menarche uh, what we want to and uh, what we have to understand is there are uh, various roles I mean there are various factors which uh, take part they can it can be uh, genetic it can be physical it can be biological uh, factors which may play a role uh, during this uh, early uh, menarche because it's not that each and every girl has Uh, attains menarche at uh, one point of uh, I mean uh, early menarche but it is a age range which happens between uh, 10 to uh, 16 uh, years. Coming to the late menarche uh, there can be uh, feelings of isolation uh, there can be feelings of uh, withdrawal there can be comparison where and there can be a lot of uh, tension mounting in a particular girl that why she is not attaining a menarche when her peers have uh, attained a menarche. Again, uh, there can be a lot of uh, body image issues, there can be depressive disorders, and there can be poor relationships.
1: Yes, ma'am, absolutely. And I think these things like early and late menarche and especially how they relate to mental health is something that's rarely ever spoken about. Given how profound the impact of early and late menarche can be on mental health, it's definitely something that should be receiving much more attention, I think. But, uh, yeah, going forward, uh, I wanted to shift the focus a little bit to the menarche experience among neurodivergent people. When we talk about disabilities and uh, inclusion, neurodivergence is something that's very recently come into the conversation. So when we talk about menstruation, what is the menarche experience like for neurodivergent people? specifically people with autism spectrum disorder if we can focus on that uh
2: this is uh, quite an interesting uh, question which even i had not uh, expected or really thought about it so when i uh, went into the literature uh, uh about uh, this autism and the experience of menarchy is uh well, first is uh, autism is a developmental disorder where there is a reduced social interaction where there's uh, problems with communication where there can be a lot of uh, sensory issues, lot of emotional issues, lot of stereotypy, uh, repetitive behaviors, and uh, usually people with autism they miss uh, social nuances. Coming to the menarche and autism, uh, puberty can be an extra fraught time for young people on this uh, spectrum because they itself they themselves are facing a lot of issues uh, related to uh, emotions, related to uh, sensory issues. When it again comes to Im- menarche, uh, In general, people face a lot of uh, issues during monarchy. Again, uh, people on the spectrum, it really takes a heavy toll on them to uh, kind of manage this uh, transition period. So they need more time to adjust to this uh, transition. Uh, They also, they may become more interested in friendships. They may may get interested in uh, dating. Again, there can be a lot of uh, physical changes, hormonal changes, new routines for hygiene, and mood swings, which can be an added stress uh, to them. Uh, when I was going to the, uh, through the literature, what I came across is uh, one thing is how to manage this uh, menarche in these uh, developed people who have uh, developmental disorders, mainly autism. So I think uh, parents play a huge role uh, when it comes to this uh, situation so I think they have to be extremely conscious about their uh, daughters and what they say is when they start having a certain physical changes uh, maybe when they start looking at a breast development it's a good time to speak about the menarch itself because usually it takes around one year after the uh, T lark uh, for the menstruation so it's a good time because they need some time to kind of digest they need some time to kind of uh, get to know things and get adjusted so it's good to start early speaking about it so actually uh, what i say is a lot of visual cues can uh, uh, help in this aspect so probably uh, getting a cotton pad and pro- get something which is red in color probably a food color or something where they can have a uh, they can uh, depict it visually like how what actually happens during this period so getting them ready making them ready is really uh, is really uh, helpful so mother has to model lot of steps of wearing and uh, the changing free napkin as i was telling lot of video, visual uh, schedule will help them uh, help them and probably uh, mother to sit with the daughter and watch a video watch a video on youtube what exactly happens during menarche, what exactly happens during menstruation. So they get to know things. And uh, in some cultures, what they do is, uh, they do a celebration party. So nothing to, it's not a, a where they actually openly speak about it. And uh, when it comes to the physical pain, if, the, if a young girl is not able to explain what is, the, what is the kind of pain she's experiencing, how severe it is. So it's even good to have a visual analog scale where they kind of mark with emojis how badly it hurts as i was telling parents are the main uh, educators it's very important to have a positive tone it's very important to stay calm and uh, patient
0: um that's actually a pretty interesting take because i think uh, when it comes to management and also like uh helping uh individuals understand the process of menstruation it becomes really important especially within the neurodivergent community Uh, Now that we've actually thrown some light on a lot of aspects regarding menarche when it comes to the mental state and everything, I would also like to understand a little bit about how we can support uh, an individual or a child uh, and their mental health through the period of menarche. So what are the things that uh, we can do uh, to help them and their mental health journey during this period? Uh,
2: I think uh, in this aspect, parents, the family, and the school plays a very important role. So as I was mentioning, it's very important. They start speaking even at home, uh, where mothers start speaking to their daughters, uh, what is menstruation? And what exactly, what are the other mental health issues which they can face? What are the psychological symptoms which they can face? And uh, one of the thing which I have read is the main source of anxiety is there is lack of knowledge, lack just lack of knowledge about this menstruation. I think just making them understand making it clear that this is natural, this is healthy, this is going to happen in every girl's life. I think that itself reduces a lot of anxiety in young girls. And again, what we spoke about, what we discussed about the school environment, how supportive they can be, I think even that kind of impacts uh, mental health issues in young girls.
0: That brings us to the end of this uh, section. And I think uh, it was very, very uh, informative. Ma'am. Thanks so much for being here with us. and. Uh, giving us so much insight into this topic. So, uh, we've discussed how menarchy actually has a profound impact on mental health, right? But when we say this, I don't think we actually understand the extent to which menarchy actually has um, an effect on different areas of life. Like, I think uh, even within the context of India, though we do have a lot of cultural practices surrounding menarche, it's still viewed as something that's uh, really routine and something that's just a part and parcel of life. And while that can help uh, reduce the stigma and taboo around it, I think it also um, substantially ignores the kind of changes and transition that young menstruators might go through through the period. Like, we saw through the episode as well that um, people might go through a lot of mental health concerns, a lot of psychological and biological changes, huge transitions in their identity and their roles as well. So I think it's pretty much a very important conversation that we should be having to also you know, understand and gauge the flip side of menarche and how exactly um, and a person can, can be impacted by it. What exactly do you think, uh, Preeti, what's your take on this?
1: Yeah, I completely agree and uh, I mean, the reason, I mean this discussion is why the study that I looked for uh, this time's research snapshot sort of demonstrates just how profound the impact of Menarche on mental health is. So this was a study by Mr. Turchi and colleagues published in the European Journal of Pediatrics in 2020. Uh, the study had 361 female participants who were 12 years old and the study was conducted in Italy. So the study essentially investigated the impact of menarche on the different components of quality of life. So they covered all their bases. They looked at physical, psychological, family and peer relationships, autonomy and school environment related variables. So I mean the study found that menarche was found to affect all the components of quality of life from mood to social relationships and uh, the study showed that as girls enter adolescence they begin to experience more internalizing problems. So yeah before I go ahead Shweta, do you want to explain what internalizing problems are?
0: Yeah of course, so um, in case of internalizing problems they are mostly Um, You know situations where an individual um, has an inward reaction or they direct their emotional concerns and problems towards themselves. So even mood related concerns like depression or anxiety would actually come under the concept of internalizing problems as opposed to uh, externalizing problems like probably aggression towards the people around them and things like that. Yeah absolutely, thanks for that.
1: Um, So as I was saying, when girls enter Adolescents they experience more internalizing problems and also have a higher reactivity to interpersonal stressors. So all of this translates to a lower percep a lower uh, perception of well being, and also it was found that after attaining menarche, girls have lower self esteem and satisfaction in their body image than before they attained uh, menarche, and also. Uh, girls who had not yet experienced menarche had better perception of the school context and social acceptance that means that they they thought that they were more accepted in their school setting and also had a higher satisfaction with their ability and performance at school and the relationships with their teachers. Essentially the results of the study tell us that conditions uh, after menarche impact all the components of quality of life including mood, self esteem and social relationships with possible implications for post pubertal depressive symptoms. So I mean I know that was like a very uh, packed research snapshot but I just hope that it conveyed that menarche is extremely uh, critical in terms of the impact that is had on mental health and just the degree to which mental health is impacted in so many areas of life,
0: so yeah, that was that was the study. okay, that was actually pretty interesting and very comprehensive, right? Like um, I feel like this study actually threw some light on how menarchy has an impact on so many areas of life and such a wide range of spheres, and I think it's very important that we discuss the uh, impact that it has on mental health. Um, I think it also suggests how the period of uh, menarche is particularly important when it comes to even implementing interventions, right? So uh, when we need to open up the uh, that we need to open up the opportunity of gender-based preventive approaches too during the menarche period, and this especially becomes very very relevant because menarche is uh, characterized by such uh, uh, huge and monumental hormonal, psychological, and emotional changes, right? So. Uh, Actually, something that I was also thinking is it would be really interesting to see how uh, these um, aspects and these changes that we saw through the study as well, how they stand longitudinally. So, um, it will be interesting to know whether these uh, changes that a person experiences through menarche, whether they have long term implications and what kind of factors contribute to them as well. So, yeah, I think this research has opened up a lot of um, areas that we can definitely get into uh, through other studies as well. For sure, yeah. And as
1: always, you can check this paper out. We've linked the research study in the description. Okay, wow, that that was one fact episode and we learned so much about what menarche is and the and we explored how it impacts our mental health and I think for me one of the most important takeaways from this episode was about how awareness about menstruation is very very important at the age of menarche so that children at this age can understand the many many changes that are going on in their bodies and minds and that can help them cope better with these changes and uh, I just think this is like a call for action to improve and increase the menstrual education and awareness that goes on in our schools and also I uh, really appreciated that we spoke about early and late menarche as well and while we look at these things mostly in terms of the physical health implications and how uh, people who have early or late menarche might need physical health interventions we also looked at via the episode. We also looked at how early and late menarche might, people with early and late menarche might require professional help in terms of mental health as well. So that those were the two important uh, things for me from this episode. What about you Shweta? What did it for you?
0: Yeah, I think it's definitely all of what you said. But also in addition to that, I I really liked that we had a conversation on neurodivergent menstruators, right? Like Uh, specifically uh, about people with autism. And I think that's such an important conversation to have because uh, no one really pays a lot of attention to it, but at the same time, we do have substantial amount of research and uh, literature to go uh, with when it comes to that, right? So I think it's really important that uh, we have these conversations about how the experience of uh, menstruation is different for people who are on the spectrum and how it becomes very important to have that conversation with them as well. And another very interesting thing for me was uh, that we discussed the whole, uh, the positive implications of um, menstruation on mental health. I think I had actually searched for research on this as well. Uh, Unfortunately, I didn't uh, like find a lot, but I think it was still a conversation that I wanted to have, right? Like with respect to the kind of impact on the onset of menarche has on identity, has the kind of positive impact it has on mental health and all of that. So yeah, those were a couple of my takeaways that I really enjoyed listening about through this episode. And with that, we come to the end
1: of this episode of The Narratives, Tips, a podcast on womaning and mental health, brought to you by Madhra, an initiative for maternal mental health.
0: Also, once again, a quick reminder that this episode marks the beginning of our menstruation and mental health campaign. So the campaign is running from uh, the 15th of August to the 30th of August, and it features a lot of, uh, like many discussions and dialogues relating to menstruation and mental health. Do check out our campaign on all of our social media platforms and don't forget to sign up for our panel discussion titled PCOS, a biopsychosocial perspective on the 22nd of August. It's going to be happening from 4pm to 6pm.
1: And as always, make sure to stay tuned for all things Mathry by following us on our social media and you can find the links in the description. See you next time.
0: Narratives is brought to you by Madra, an initiative started under the National Mental Health Advocacy Program by Fortis Mental Health.